You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, here's what I can tell you. I got Thursday Night Football on the flat screen. It is 7-3. Vikings leading the Eagles halfway through the second quarter. Can the Blue Jays actually win a game against the Rangers? And maybe it's 4-2 for Texas. Now on the top of the sixth as the Rangers try to sweep that series. Blue Jays have dropped out of a playoff spot because of these losses over the last few days. The Oilers, of course, the rookies in Penticton for the Young Stars Classic. They play the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow. The game will be uh, late in the, the latter stages of the game, 24 hours from now. But, of course, 24 hours from now, we'll have the countdown to kickoff on this very station. It starts at 6. The game is at 7.30. It is the Edmonton Elks taking on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The Elks, of course, energized by the change at quarterback and the change in offensive coordinator. Three and two since Trey Ford and Jarius Jackson took over in those spots, respectively. Saskatchewan, six and six. Uh, I insist that they're not that good. Um, They now have the worst points differential in the league, despite being a 500 team after losing 51-6 to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Saturday. Just wanted to remind Ryder Nation of that score in case they'd forgotten. I gotta give you guys a hard time sometimes. You can get in touch at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can email the show inside sports at 630chad.com. We will have uh, a complete look at what's going on with the Oilers and the Elks over the next hour of the show. Cam Moon's going to check in from Penticton. Dave Campbell's going to check in from Regina in a couple of minutes. You're also going to hear from the guy who's kind of been the talk of the town over the last month. That is uh, Elks quarterback Trey Fort. We're going to start though should kill it we're gonna do trivia buddy let's do it how excited are you oh on a scale of one to ten about <laughs> uh an, 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 a six right now because yeah, i don't know what the six. question is that's, but that's not I, it will be I, a ten i thought it would be i didn't think your excitement level would be higher than four so oh. that it's a six just at the mention of trivia and giving away an inside sports canned ham t-shirt to whoever answers this question Correctly. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we, we've talked about this a lot. It's part of the story of the Elk season is that they started 0-8 before they changed quarterbacks. And don't forget, uh, Ford lost his first game to Winnipeg. So they were 0-9. Numerous problems, most of them offensively uh, against Saskatchewan. 
in Regina, this their second meeting of the season, the Elks, despite not being good offensively, did have an eight-point lead late in the game and allowed a touchdown and a two-point convert, and then C.J. Sims gave up the unfortunate game-losing rouge to give Saskatchewan a 12-11 win. But, of course, the very first game of the year, the Elks looked like they were going to get the go-ahead points. Six minutes left, first and goal on the one after an interception and then a pass interference penalty against the Riders. Uh, and, of course, they did not get in. So, for the canned ham t-shirt, who was the Elks quarterback on that sequence of uh, failures from the first down, uh, from the one-yard line, against the Riders in the first game of the season? Who was the Elks quarterback in that sequence? I think this is a relatively easy question, Kellen. We're not going to give any hints. I, I think fi- this is pretty easy. I think I got the answer pretty quickly. So, yeah, yeah we will we won't, we won't say the L 780-496-0063. Who was the uh, Elks quarterback in that uh, sequence where they couldn't get in from the one-yard line against the Riders in the uh, first week of the season, specifically in the f- fourth quarter? They, they were trailing, could have had the lead, would have had the lead with about five minutes left. Who knows? Maybe Saskatchewan still would have pulled it out, but uh, at least the Elks would have had the lead. Anyway, 3-10 uh, are the Elks. Calgary has the bye. They're 4-9. Saskatchewan is 6-6. Six and six. Uh, On the other side of the draw... Ottawa is 3-9. and nine. Hamilton is 5-7. and seven. It will be really, really difficult for the Elks to make the playoffs. Uh, they are still last in the league. Ottawa would be ahead of them because they have a game in hand. The Elks have to pass three teams to get in. Um, if they pass both Calgary and Saskatchewan, that's great. Unlikely they'd pass Saskatchewan. Uh, if they, they'll, they may finish ahead of all. They may even finish ahead of Calgary, even though Calgary has the tiebreaker. Hamilton, who I don't think are very good either, are already up to five wins. So, I mean, the Elks basically have to go four and one to have a chance at the postseason. More realistically, they probably have to go five and zero. Oh. So, even though they're playing better, that's going to be tough. Though, hey, at least at least they're in the conversation as opposed to being eliminated. Uh, Trevor, who was the Elks quarterback when they uh, failed three times on the one yard line in Week One? Jared Dodgy. It was not him. It was one of the backups, uh, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, Jared Dagey who was in for those uh, for that sequence. Good guess. He was on the roster, but not the guy. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero sixty. Have people forgotten about this player already, Kellen? Uh, it looks like on the call lines they have. There's nope. nobody calling in. Nobody's even calling it. Well, Trevor could be the only guy listening to the show. Let's not forget when I say we have fourteen listeners, that's a high point for the show. We got, uh, sorry, Dwayne? Yes. Dwayne, go ahead. Who was it? Loxley. It was Kai Loxley. Good job, buddy. Did you remember oh, yeah. Did you remember that immediately, or did you hear the wrong answer first and then you remembered? No, I was at that game. Good. Well, were you at the, any of the games they won, Ottawa or Calgary? No. Oh, bummer. Those were, those were much better than that one. What happens tomorrow night, do you think? You know what? It's going to be another burn burner. Those home games in Regina... Really entertaining to watch. I think we're going to squeak out a win with a long field goal at the end. You like you got faith in faithful now. That's good. Well, <laughs> that in Saskatchewan and their penalties. I think it's going to it's going to be uh, a lot of penalties for them tomorrow. Okay, you clearly watch and you clearly yep. have an opinion. And if you listen to the show at all, I, I do not mind if people disagree with me or present an alternate opinion if they're able to back it up. 
I have said all year long, I don't think the Riders are very good, but they're 6-6. Six and six. And I even said at the start of this show, I think that record's a bit of a mirage. Am I being a jerk to Rider Nation, or do you think I have something going there? Uh, I'm okay if you're a jerk to Rider Nation, because I've uh, <laughs> lived in Edmonton all my life. I love the both version of the double E. But it, it's discipl- discipline problems, and I think they're getting uh, pretty lucky with Dalla there. He finished off pretty good the other day uh, when he had to, but he's still pretty rusty and a lot to learn. All right, Dwayne, you're getting an Inside Sports T-shirt. Stay on the line, okay? Awesome. All right, and uh, let's uh, talk about the current quarterback, Trey Ford. Sat down with Morley Scott. Trey, I guess the biggest thing when you look at the Elks depth chart for this game is no Stephen Dunbar Jr. Uh, leads the team in yards, leads the team in uh, touchdown uh, reception. So obviously that's an adjustment you're going to have to make today. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to suck to not have him out there. But, I mean, we have guys that are willing to step up, and I'm sure they're capable of doing whatever they have to do. Gavin Cobb's a guy who's going to step in, a guy who showed a lot of promise, uh, worked really hard last year to get back from the injury, and when he's been in the lineup and used, he's made some pretty big plays for the club. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's definitely made some big plays. I mean, he's a super fast guy, speedy, which I feel like is going to help out our offense as well. I feel like we haven't had true like raw speed out there, but I mean, we have athletic guys, but I think Gavin's definitely one of the faster guys, so hopefully you know, he can help lift the defense for sure. Two straight weeks where you've had uh, five completions to Eugene Lewis. Do you feel you're starting to build a little bit of a rapport with him? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Gino's a guy who, you know, you throw the ball, he's going to go get it. So uh, anytime I can give him an opportunity to go get the ball, I'm going to try to do that. And he made some big catch in the fourth quarter last week especially, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that slant over the middle was huge to put us in that field goal range for that final kick. And I mean, it was a great catch, strong hands, a little, little high but he made it happen. So, From receptions and big plays offensively to big plays defensively, you guys really put it all together in that fourth quarter against Calgary. Yeah, I mean, the defense came out and had, what, how many, three, two and outs? Like, three, three straight three, to end the game. Yeah. yeah, three straight two and outs. I mean, like that, that's phenomenal. That's, that's what championship teams do, so I think we're definitely headed in the right direction. And the other thing is you took advantage of it and got points, too, when you got back on the field. Yeah, I mean, you, both sides have to do what they have to do, and even special teams like limited their returner. So I think like five yards of return or something like that, which is super impressive. Kevin Brown's been lights out the last four games, had his first 100-yard game last week. How much do you and him help each other out with your running ability and his running ability? Because it it's obviously yeah. gets defenses off guard. Yeah, well, one, I don't know how that was his first 100-yard rushing game. I feel like he's been rushing for a whole bunch of yards the last couple of weeks. But uh, I think it definitely helps. Like you, When you're doing those RPOs, it's like, you know, they're going to get outnumbered, whether it's in the box, and then KB's running with the ball and has good numbers to run. The O-line's blocking phenomenal. He's not getting hit until he's four or five yards down the field, and he has the ability to break it for a 70-yard touchdown. And then if they crash and outnumber the box, then I'm on the edge free. So, I mean, it's really kind of pick your poison at that point for the defense. Tell me about the RPO situation. Like, you have a split second to make a decision there, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's You don't have a super long time, but, I mean, the good thing is, I mean, even if I do make a bad decision and give the ball and the guy jumps KB, KB, you know, he'll, he'll break tackles. And, I mean, if I make the wrong decision, I'm fast enough to run out of it most of the time. So, Six start, so they got five games of film on you. Uh, do you feel that you're going to have to start making more adjustments now? I think you guys did that last game against Calgary when they started to play you differently. You guys made the adjustments. Has that become a big part of the game now is making adjustments offensively? Uh, yeah, definitely have to make adjustments uh, throughout the game and weekly. And, you know, that's just kind of how professional football works. But it's also the first time they're seeing me 
actually play live and against me. So, I mean, that's one thing. It's it's easy to watch things on film and go, oh, you can do this, 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 versus actually being on the field and doing it. So, and it goes the other way too. First time for you as well. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Saskatchewan's defense uh, they've been giving up some points. They're obviously got a point to prove after what happened to them last week. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to get beat like that in professional football. It's happened. It's happened to us. I mean, I think every team's kind of got beat up like that at some point. And I mean, it was also it was Winnipeg, which I think is still the best team right now in the CFL. I think they're playing the best football. And I mean, like they got a great leader in Zach Kalaros. So no surprise that they were able to go out there and do that. But I don't think anybody expects teams to put up that kind of performance, especially in the first half. All right, Trey, appreciate your time. Good luck today against the Riders. Perfect. Thank you. Morley Scott talking with uh, Trey Ford. Uh, of course, you'll hear that interview on the countdown to kickoff tomorrow as uh, well well-spoken young man and doing a great job developing as the Elks quarterback now 10-7 for the Eagles over the Vikings in Thursday night football Mooner coming up get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of Tom Brady a Netflix live event happening May 5th hosted by Kevin Hart the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, so the previous guy you heard from on the show, Trey Ford, has something in common with my next guest, a three-letter first name and a four-letter last name. Cam Moon checking in. I'm not sure what else you have in common with Trey Ford, but that is something. That's got to be it. That <laughs> might be the sum total. Well, I guess we're both Canadian. Uh, both Canadian? Yeah. Um, that, there you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it. We'll quit while we're ahead. Yeah. He's a really good football player. I'm not. Yeah, that, that was it. Yeah, well, you've both been in Commonwealth Stadium for games at the same time. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's that's also have. something else. So we found a few things. That's that's good. Okay. Uh, hey, thanks for checking in, buddy. Of course, uh, we're going to be having you on the show uh, even more than we bugged you in the summer now that we're getting into Oilers season. First of all, how was, uh, how was it getting into Penticton? I know there's a lot of fires. I'm not sure how close everything was to there, what was affected. How was the journey in? It was fine. Uh, the fire situation is, is around here was, was okay. The, the issue the, or the potential issue was there was a rock slide by Summerland, and it had, uh, it had taken the, like the highway was out of the mix for a few days, but it opened the day before we came through. Like we came through last night, and it, it was – Alternate single lane alternating at Summerland, but there wasn't much traffic, so we got through pretty quick because the uh, the rock slide took out half the highway. But um, they've they've got it open now, so getting from Kelowna to Penticton was uh, pretty easy. 
Okay. Uh, is this? The, did you ever attend this before? Did you go last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was you here last. Were year. there last year? Okay. And Bob, yeah. Bob and I were talking. I uh, I used to go, and then they didn't have uh, have it for a couple of years, and then it resumed last year after the pandemic. And I, I, I yeah. didn't go, but you guys are there. So how are you working? Now the Oilers games will be webcast, right? You can go to the Oilers website. Uh-huh. Who's calling? How are you guys dividing up the uh, the play by play and the color? Okay. Well, we, and it's the same as we did last year uh, between. Myself, Jack, and Bob, we each take a game and we get paired up with somebody from the other side. So uh, this year, I've got the first game with Jamie Thomas from Winnipeg. And then the second game uh, will be uh, Jack and Brendan Parker from the Flames. And the third game will be Brendan Batchelor from the Canucks with Bob uh, for that one. So that way you get one one broadcaster from each side, so that's how we did it last year. It was it was pretty fun. Okay, uh, so you're tomorrow of all the people yeah. you get to work with, Jamie Thomas. I think you guys oh. will have fun. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Way back in the day when I first started in Red Deer, Jamie was doing the color on the Lethbridge Hurricanes broadcast. So we go way back. Now, uh, here I gotta warn you though, he is more into Star Wars than I am, and I know that's a bit of a uh, a, a blank area something. for you. Yeah, yeah so you, yeah, may, you you may not get all his Star Wars references. <laughs> You're right. Well, if it's from the first three movies that came out when I was a kid, I'll probably get those ones. But anything <laughs> beyond that, you're right, I won't. Okay. But he does. He likes the Dodgers, so we have common ground there. Oh, good. Okay. Well, that'll be fun. So, what? Tell us what the team did today, and sort of what's uh, what's going on around the, the Oilers rookies today. Okay. Well, they they had a, a practice. Um, at 1.30 in the big rink. There's a, a smaller rink attached to it, but where the Penticton V's of the BC Hockey League play, it's a beautiful facility. As, it's got to be as good a junior A facility as there is in our entire country. It, uh, so they, they skated there, so we got to look at, I think, anyway, what lines might look like tomorrow and uh, you know a bit of a feel. So, yeah, they, they went for a while, quite a while, I thought. It was good pace, and everybody was fired up and everything. So it's uh, they'll, they got to get ready for uh, a Winnipeg team that will have you know, three first-round picks in their lineup as far as their top two lines go. So there'll be, there'll be some talent on the other side, but it'll be an opportunity for, for Oilers fans and for us to get you know, our first look at, at uh, Bo Akey, who was the second-round pick of the Oilers this past year. So he hasn't been at one of these before, so you get to look at him. But you also get to look at, at players like how they look a year later. Like, you know, what does Matt Faye Petrov look like a year later? Uh, what does, you know, Ty Tulio look like a year later? Xavier Borgo. Like, uh, that's why I, I love these tournaments. And, and not just for looking at Oiler prospects, but looking at the other teams, too. Uh, to see what they have, so that you know, a year from now, maybe two years from now, players that could be part of the NHL lineup. But how far players have come in a season? Uh, like Max Warner, to me, a seventh-round pick of the Oilers in 21. I think he's a, he's a fascinating story in that he every year he has improved so much with the Moose Jaw Warriors, and this will, I'm sure, be his first-year pro. But he's a you know he's a big right shot defenseman that. Yeah, how many seventh round picks play? You're not a lot. I mean, yeah. the, the odds are against you, but I'll tell you, Max Warner, what I've seen so far, I remember him last year finding a way into a, a real preseason game. 
he's got a chance, and I can't wait to see what he looks like a year later. All right. Uh, well, yeah, definitely some names to keep an eye on, though the vibe is a little different than it was, yeah. uh, you know, I guess eight, nine, ten years ago. Like Bob yeah. asked me which ones I was at. I said, well, I was there when Nurse was there, when Drysaddle was there, and, and McDavid was there. So the Oilers were kind of the, the hyped team. But as you said, just the one first-round draft pick uh, coming up this year. All right, Mooner. Uh, I appreciate it. I hope you have. A, I, I hope I didn't get you away from uh, supper or something because you are an hour behind. No, us. not at all. No, you don't eat. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> you're you're so, in such good shape. You don't need to eat. <laughs> so, you, so you know, you know that's not going to be the case. <laughs> all right. Have fun. Uh, I guess I'll be texting you Elks updates yes. tomorrow. Okay, that sounds good. Okay. Whatever you need, you let me know. Okay. I'm in. See you, Mooner. Okay, later. That is uh, Cam Moon, play-by-play voice for the Oilers here at 630 Chat. So as he said, these Oilers rookie games, you can get them on the webcast through the Oilers website. It's Inside Sports on Chet.